Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Regarding ID podcast. I'm Gina Jordan. We still love our passwords. No matter how often we hear about security breaches and accounts being hacked, passwords are most often the way we get into our email, online banking, and social media sites. A study conducted at the University of Washington found that the move toward biometric authentication is slow going because of technical issues and the lack of acceptance by potential users. Lead researcher Cecilia Aragon is an associate professor at the university's Department of Human-Centered Design and Engineering. We wanted to know what she thinks is hindering the adoption of biometric authentication. This is a question that I've been considering for quite some time. And I think there are a number of issues, and a few of them have not been factored into engineering design. The user's experience plays a pretty significant role in whether a system is ultimately accepted. I think if we look at this, companies like Apple have used this uh, very successfully. Is a system easy to use? Is it pleasant to use? Is it reliable? Do people trust the system? I think in the past, because uh, biometric authentication systems typically are designed and, and perhaps purchased by security professionals, the focus really is on lowering the false accept rate. So in other words, focused on not allowing an intruder into the system at all costs. Now, obviously, that's extremely important. However, I think sometimes the false reject rate, which is what happens to an authorized user who, who accidentally gets rejected, that actually is the only error that an authorized user will ever see. And so the frustration of having your biometric not be recognized by the system and having to try over and over again can lead to anger and frustration to such an extent that emotion could really override a rational examination of pros and cons of a new system. So what we're trying to do is find ways to measure that emotional response and really operationalize it. That is, to find ways to translate it into features and guiding principles for biometric system design. There are also some other key issues like privacy issues. I think some of the issues that have been hindering, say, the um, acceptance of iris scans or fingerprints is people's fear that the database might be hacked. You know, if somebody, if you use an iris scan to authenticate a person and that iris is stolen, then all of a sudden, you're at risk, you can't change your iris, it's a permanent hack. However, just as, you know, handwritten signatures, yes, of course they can be forged, but it's rare and difficult, and there are ways to detect it. Eye tracking, an eye tracking digital signature like we discuss here is a dynamic physiological technique. So in other words, it can't really be stolen. The study is titled Perceptions of Interfaces for Eye Movement Biometrics. Aragon became interested in the concept while studying eye tracking as part of another research project. She was fascinated by the individual differences in scan paths and the way eyes move, especially while reading. So if you actually draw the scan paths out on a computer screen and then look at them side by side, the visual differences are astonishing from person to person. So it occurred to me that they might be as unique as a handwritten signature. And then the idea came to me kind of suddenly that maybe eye tracking itself could be used as a digital signature and method of authentication. So we evaluated the user interface of a new biometric authentication technique that identifies people based on their eye movements. So in our study, users simulated withdrawing money from an ATM. Our prototype, which is an ATM look-like computer screen with eye tracking technology, presented three separate types of authentication a standard four-number PIN, a target-based game that tracks a person's gaze, 
and a reading exercise that follows how a user's eyes move past each word. And with each of these, researchers measured how long it took and how often the system had to recalibrate, as well as interviewing the, the users at the end of the process to find out their emotions, their opinions, and their general acceptance of the system. First, we found out that using eye tracking on the standard four number pin worked the best of our three designs. It was fastest, and people liked it the most. But an even more interesting result of our study that we hope will lead to further work is that based on our participants' experience, eye tracking technology really needs to give clear error messages or directions on how users should proceed if they get off track. Otherwise, they get frustrated and want to quit. And this has inspired us. We're doing a follow-up study right now where we're actually studying what is the metric of frustration. How much frustration can users tolerate before they just give up and go elsewhere? Frustration with technology and concerns about privacy are always there. Add in authentication involving body parts, and there's another potential hurdle for users to get over. The idea of iris scans or even fingerprints, there's been a tremendous backlash against the use of fingerprint scans. And I think eye tracking is also one of those. It's going to be key to talk about how eye tracking as a more dynamic process, that it's not going to be, you know, a record of your fingerprint is kept forever so that if somebody hacks it, you're on the hook and, and your record is permanently tainted. So I think the fact that this particular technique is a dynamic technique gives it more potential. But that's, I think, always going to be a problem with biometrics is how do we really respect people's privacy and make sure that the system doesn't make them feel violated? So that's going to be really important. Again, this, this goes back to focusing on the user experience. Aragon says the goal of implementing this kind of digital signature is to use inexpensive cameras instead of having to install specialized eye-tracking hardware. Eventually, she'd like to see this form of authentication in use by any technology that has a camera, even a low-quality webcam. So, for example, you know, if your laptop has a webcam, instead of having to remember the 50 different passwords that you now have to use for 50 different sites, you can digitally sign something just with your eyes and be allowed into your system wherever you have your laptop. So that would be the ideal. I see this being used anywhere that passwords are currently used. So it could be at ATMs, websites, logging on to your home laptop. For very high security, I suspect that this would be used as an additional authentication method. But the possibilities are really, are really pretty endless. Aragon doesn't think passwords will go away anytime soon. She says they're annoying, but they are everywhere, and they're simple to program. In the meantime, she's not giving up her fascination with the future of biometrics. We're certainly looking forward to continuing our research into this area. The main thing I would say for people to know is that if you're designing a biometric authentication system, if you want to increase its uptake, it's going to be very important to pay attention to the user experience. And um, I think that will speed the uptake of this technology pretty significantly. Cecilia Aragon is a University of Washington associate professor in the Department of Human-Centered Design and Engineering. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Regarding ID podcast.